This podcast is brought to you by Cash App, the easiest way to send, spend, save, and invest. Cash App helps you connect effortlessly with your finances and your people. So in the spirit of effortless finance maintenance, here's how Chris Black stays connected with his people. Jason, down here in Atlanta, I've linked up with a new tennis coach, and he's wearing my little ass out on the courts uh, multiple times per week. How's the tennis, though? The tennis is great. No, the tennis is great. Yeah, he's he's blown my back out in more ways than one. Understood. You know, I thought maybe my stature as like a kind of returning king to my hometown, I thought maybe this was going to be gratis. <laughs> that isn't the case, and I was asked to pay for these services. Oh, so you had to support a small business? You know, whether you're sharing a perfect day with friends or sending, spending, saving, investing, splitting, tipping, donating, let's not do that, and gifting... Uh, with the number one finance app in the App Store. That's money, baby. That's Cash App. Download Cash App from the App Store or Google Play Store today to add your cash tag to the 80 million and counting. starting to get real sick and tired of you being in atlanta georgia chris what's going on over here how's our construction how's our remodel we getting we getting close that makes two of us uh my shout out to linda your mom who's listening right now in one of her patented linda black power walks (laughs) getting a chuckle out of that of course she doesn't want chris to go away forever of course not what what, what's that what's the saying girl don't go Uh, girl don't go away mad just go away something like that yeah i think that could i think that could be it i mean basically we're looking at a slight delay but obviously with um with our packed how long gone live schedule uh the return to la is imminent and we will be staying in a hotel uh while the uh while the renovations are finished we're just a few days behind which is Better than what most people told me, which was like, it's going to be three months late. It's going to cost an extra $100,000, but I'm not going to count those Well, eggs. you know, this, the smoke hasn't settled all the way yet, Chris. Uh-huh. Don't count your your uh-huh. uh, drywall chickens before they've hatched. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll, of course, be throwing up a prayer to the big man upstairs. Mm-hmm. We want to go ahead and get Brother Black's uh, home remodel all done so he can move in. We can't have him living in a hotel out of a suitcase. That's crazy. Even if it is a luxury suite with a spacious amount of square footage. Uh, 750 square feet in the, at the beautiful Astor on Hollywood and Vine. It could be worse. But I think that the... Um, Nothing junior about this suite. <laughs> the, packed, the packed schedule that awaits me for the next you know couple months it is looming. And I would like to be in uh in beautiful los angeles at the home base but duty calls jason this is what it's like to be a man on the go a small business owner yeah you know i i talk about sometimes this is reminding me of something that i'll talk about like when we're on the airplane together and you will buy the internet so you can text you know twitter links to your friends and i or you know do your special emails that are important and i will choose to go airplane mode so then once wheels finally touch down in tampa i hit the the airplane mode off button and it's like pulling that slot machine over in vegas cha-ching cha-ching mm-hmm. and i'm wondering that once you finally touch base back in la mm-hmm. is uh is the grinder app going to kind of feel the same oh. because you've been sort of wading your way through the same five bottoms in uh in <laughs> yeah, the, in the no. little five points area <laughs> First of all, I would like to, to say to, to to borrow a pun from your construction team. I don't think there's any more holes to fill. No, I mean I I understand what you're saying. Luckily, I am in the gayest city in America, so that's actually not a problem. And you will <laughs> you will catch me over in Midtown any night of the week over at Blake's. Shout out to Andrews. Uh, no, but the um, <laughs> I am uh yes, I'm going to like I'm going to get into a car crash going to Shintaro. I'm going to oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely OD. I'm going to spend $1,000 at Erwan just to do it. There are going to be some things I need to do when I return to, to sophisticated society. But <laughs> I have enjoyed this time, um, and I've been able to focus on you know the, the things that I enjoy, like I do everywhere. I prioritize my fitness, of course. Mm-hmm. I've sampled some new and fun local eateries. I've connected with friends new and old. <laughs> Um, I've seen a lot of live music, uh-huh. so I'm not looking at this as an L. I'm looking at this as just another speed bump in the road of life, you know. And that's 
the best I no, could this, do. No, you, you did a healthy pivot and what, you're going to be back here in what, like a week, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just send me your um, send me your flight number and stuff. I'll be there. Okay, cool. Thanks, dude. Uh, we're going to the uh, Tashjian Wise wedding mm-hmm. uh, before, which is going which is going to be a runway uh, of sorts. And I'm only obviously I'm living out of a Remova. I only have so much stuff, so I am going to lose to Jake Gallagher, who I'm sure be wearing some, you know. Yama, Yoji Yamamoto with like holes in it, you know, and and I I'm I'm feeling well, under underdressed, but I think I'll have to just pull off my classic Chris looks. Jake is sample size, so it'll be a lot easier for him to do pulls for this. Whereas that's true, you know, even if you could that's get true. stuff sent over, it probably wouldn't fit those big kind of brawny shoulders of yours. Am I wrong? I know, and I the real real the shipping is obviously a little slow, so I wasn't able to kind of go through my Tom Ford era <laughs> Gucci stuff. But you know, I mean, it's fine. It's not a big deal. No, I, f- I felt the same way. Friend of the show Yoram, who got married, uh, I guess a week or two ago, he invited me to his wedding last minute. I'm assuming so we could talk about it on this podcast. Um, the only reason why we really get invited to anything nowadays. It's true. Still, um, I, I was sort of feeling the same dilemma when I where I was like, well, I mean, I'm going to be in Atlanta, like. Could this work? You know, he was getting married in Louisville, Kentucky. That's not a very far flight over from ATL, right? No, Louisville, Louisville's driving distance if it's Crazy Fest 1999. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know about today, but it okay. was driving distance, yeah. Trunk full of public pub subs, and we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but I had the same dilemma. I knew that this wedding was going to be really, 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 really be dressing like costume, costumery. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I just don't think the, uh, the Haynes beefy tea was going to cut it. So so I, I I quickly took those ideas out of my head. So, I mean, this is going to be a similar level wedding in terms of like, you got to really splash out with some like special unique looks, right? Maybe we could see if Alec Monopoly could kind of touch that one of those uh, Tom Brown skirts, just make it. Oh, I, I could know, get make it yeah, you. Th- th- like you're just a customer, but once again, Chris gets it custom from Alec Monopoly. Um, that's true. <laughs> I, I'm more of a Mister Brainwash guy, you know that. What year is it? <sighs> yeah, so I'm just I'm preparing for that. Obviously, I'm gonna ask my mom to iron all of my suiting, which is going to be a humbling experience. Uh, but you know, it's it's this is this is forty, as they say. But I did want to. No, I don't want to bury that. The- is not forty. This is 40 is when your mommy stopped ironing your clothes, just to be clear. Oh, I look, I, do, I get VIP treatment kind of wherever I go. Sometimes I pay for it. Sometimes I'm born with it. And that's just kind of how it is, man. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. No, I mean, I appreciate, I think it's kind of hot and uh, I don't know. It has like a weird sexual energy to sort of have this like special little man kink that you guys have going on, you know, where <laughs> I am, I am the Beyonce of the family uh-huh. and I'm also the special little man. And I have no, there's no shame in that. No, no, no. You think the crusts are going to come off this PB and J themselves. I did want to say we, we finally completed the how long gone, uh, booking Bermuda triangle for how long gone live. And I'm very proud of myself. So I just, I'm patting myself on my back. Uh, you can't hear it. Um, but I, I did want to make the final announcement. Uh, the final show, uh, of the, the New York and LA, uh, tour, the, the final show of the Subway series at the beautiful music hall of Williamsburg. Uh, we will be joined by, uh, actress, uh, model, writer, uh, friend of the show, Hari Neff. Barbie girl. Hari Neff will be joining us at music hall of Williamsburg. Uh, the week before, Allison Roman will be with us at Bowery Ballroom. If you're in L.A., mm-hmm. uh, we're going to have Joe Mandy with us at the Troubadour and then uh, John Early with us at the Lodge Room. Um, so get those tickets now. We're ordering merch. Shit is getting mm-hmm. real over here. And I have multiple full-time jobs, so I'm feeling <laughs> a little stressed. Yeah, of, of course, the Troubadour show is sold out and the other ones are, are getting on their way. And we will be having an after party at the Lodge, uh, the Lodge Room show in Highland Park. Uh, next door at Burger Lords. So, like we said, get a cat sitter. You know, get your microdose mushrooms because you're gonna you're gonna do a lot of standing around in Highland Park, and it's gonna be fun. You're gonna need to also find some fun, playful looks for that. Yeah, and yeah exactly. If yeah. you if you don't have time to secure anything from Suit Supply, then uh, <laughs> luckily our merch table will be accepting uh, credit cards, uh, not cash, of course. Uh, <laughs> oh God, not Suit Supply. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Um we do we do have a guest today as well, Jason. This is another 
another a, a friend of the show that hasn't been on yet just because we were able to build with him mm-hmm. IRL before before we uh, invited him on the show. But Orville Peck, you guys know the uh, South African uh, singer, songwriter, mask wearer. Mm-hmm. It looks like there's a low ticket warning because he has a uh, rodeo of his own at the Greek Theater. I saw that. I hope we can go to that because I would love to see what a an Orville Peck rodeo consists of. I'll tell you exactly what it'll consist of, Chris. Okay, okay. Because we've been to the Greek Theater for a country music concert before. Remember when we saw that, Casey Musgraves there? So this will be point. exactly like the Casey Musgraves concert, except there will be no straight white usc students okay well that then i'm out no 19 year old chicas <laughs> on their bachelorette vibes it's gonna be you know it's gonna be a lot of rough trade <laughs> where we were safe at the casey musgrave show i don't know if we would be yeah. as safe at the orville peck rodeo we were so safe at the casey musgrave show that i was kind of disappointed true like it was it was so it was it was literally like who are these weird old guys was the vibe at casey musgraves <laughs> which is which is like i i don't mind feeling like that in some instances but i felt like musgraves uh, you know, I don't know. I, I just feel like yeah, because I guess if you're if you're like a hot twenty one year old person who's cool and woke and young, and you see us, well, I mean, you, it's lose lose. It's like you guys, you guys are here because you think she's hot, ooh, or it's like wait, you guys like this music, ooh, like, yeah. There's no, there's no win. There's no win. <laughs> <laughs> there's is your are you dropping your kids off yeah. and you didn't want to wait in the car or what's going on? It was not the best. It was not the. I mean, she was great because that was she was still making good music. But anyway, <laughs> let's um let's give or- or- Orville a a jingle. See what he's been up to. Um and uh, see if we can get secure tickets to this rodeo at the Greek. Because Orville, sometimes on this podcast, we get professional musicians and they want to talk to us like from a Samsung Galaxy in their bathroom with no headphones. Yeah, no, no, no. That's sort of me. I don't have a Samsung. <laughs> I don't have a Samsung, but like... You are going to be that bitch. Yeah, like I, I'm kind of analog, you know what I mean? Well, you know, cowboy. Are you a laptop or are you a guy that uses just an iPad? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not like... I'm not a boomer. I'm not like... I, I don't have an iPad, but like... <laughs> I have, a, okay. I, have a lap- I, agree. I have a laptop. It's an Air Mac or whatever. <laughs> MacBook Air. So yeah. is it is it steam powered? Steam powered, maybe. <laughs> exactly. It's like the Wild Wild West. <laughs> no, no, no. It's um. Uh, but I do. I drive a, a really old car, and the funny thing is, my boyfriend has a Tesla, and so we're always laughing because, like, mm-hmm. I get in his Tesla, and I'm like. I feel like I need like a PhD, you know, like mm-hmm. the screen is so overwhelming to me because my car is like from the seventies. There's no air con or anything. So it's, you know, it's like, there's only two options. It's like drive or park. Like, <laughs> <essentially>. <laughs> when I want to reverse, I yeah, you, you to have roll two buttons. Yeah. Forward or reverse. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Even reverse is like, you have to like push it in reverse, you know, like it's not even that. That's not even. So working. is this, are you, are you driving a stick Orville? No, it's not stick. Mm, okay. No, I can't drive stick, but, I, but that does bum me out because you know what someone said to me? They were like, knowing how to drive stick, they were like, if the apocalypse ever happens, <laughs> that's going to be a crucial, uh, like a mm-hmm. crucial... Um, Skills to have. Skill, yeah. And I don't have that It's skill. It's the difference between life or death. I think that's absolutely wrong. I think nowadays, you know, if the apocalypse comes and you can drive a stick, it's like a very cute little sort of added bonus i don't really you know i don't think it's a life or death situation i think you'll be fine i disagree i think it's i think it's quite hot to be honest it is hot well we're not debating the sexiness of driving a stick uh chris also i believe i'm the only one in this chat right now who can drive a stick just for the record <laughs> we're we're talking uh, we're not yeah we're talking about it being a, a life-saving thing it's it'll get you some pussy but it, it might not save your life Wow! I can, can we say <laughs> can we say pussies anymore? I can. I don't. You're not allowed to, but I can. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's the best. That's the best way to do it. You know, you have two cars in the household. One is a, a vintage muscle car that smells like oil, and one is like the newest car that, just in case something goes wrong, you'll always have a way to get to Gelson's without without worry. <laughs> and I think that's an, a modern approach. Yeah. Well, that's like the thing is I'm thinking about, because the thing about my car is I love it to death, obviously, but every time I leave my mechanic after fixing something ridiculous, you know, and, and he's like, all right, man, like she's good to go. And 
you know, I, I like, I like turn the corner from my mechanic and it's like, like something new, like breaks or whatever, <laughs> which is sort of like, you know, that, that makes it not so cute. But <laughs> so I'm thinking of getting like a, uh, like a, like a modern car, sure. but I feel like I need to get like a, like a Rivian or something like an electric car, you know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah. so, Cause also everything in my moral compass aligns with like not having a car that's destroying the universe you know? <laughs> right that like, must be nice that must be nice to have a moral compass <laughs> yeah listen and so like i feel like i need to i need to kind of balance out the fact that i have this like old mm. ass car that's like mm-hmm. the reason for global warming essentially and then like i need to like balance that out with like uh an electric car no sure, that's a sure, good sure. that's a good idea i mean i repent it's like the yin and the yang you actually know? i was i i've been down south at my parents house in atlanta for a while and i went orville mode and had a ram 1500 truck <laughs> and i have to say it you know I don't know if the Rivian would feel quite the same. Listen, you know what I mean? I'm going to tell you when I start my car, you know, it's like backfiring and mm-hmm. there's an insane smell of like gas. It's gurgling. Oh, it's like it's fighting you. <laughs> I was kind of parked in a parking lot once. Uh, I turned my car on and I was trying to sort out on my phone, the kind of where I was going, like the GPS or whatever. So it was taking me a minute and this man like walked over and knocked on my window and I was like, I rolled my window down and I said, yes. And he went, sorry, um, I'm, I'm actually just sitting over here in the restaurant with my children and the smoke, the smoke from your car is choking my child. Could you turn your car off or leave? Were you, were you mortified or were you like, hell yeah, brother, welcome to America, bitch? <laughs> right. I like, I like pulled out, you know, like, no, I was sort of mortified. Mm-hmm. I'm easily kind of mortified though. I'm already, I'm always like, I'm, I'm kind of always apologizing for myself anyway. So I, def- I, I like, I like peeled out immediately, but it was crazy. I mean, people are, you know, like, like strangers are coming up and telling me to stop. Yeah, that's different. I've never heard of a story like that, but nothing, nothing is more LA than that. Especially, especially with all this outdoor dining. That's the real problem. Here. Right. We will move past the car talk just because I know that some of our listeners might not be completely into it. But last question: What kind of car is it? Because I'm curious to know. It's a '73 Chevelle Malibu. Ooh, I love an yeah. old Malibu. Yeah, I used to love nice. a '65 Malibu. No, it's quite beautiful. I have I've been offered cash like at a traffic light multiple times. It's it's very it's very it's very funny. Well, what about for, what about for the car though? I was literally I was literally <laughs> thinking the same thing. I'm like, for what exactly were you offered cash? Right, for? buddy, you teed me up right there, like Tiger Woods. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we can start talking about Bodie now. Uh, Bodie clown costume for Halloween. What color did you get, Orville? What's the question? <laughs> what color Bodie clown costume do you have your eye on for this Halloween season? Bodie, what is that? Bodie, it's a clothing company. You know Bodie, and maybe you're not. Maybe you're. Oh, mis- Bodie, you might yeah, be yeah, mishearing yeah. No, no, no. Me. I do know Bodie. I do know Bodie. I do know Bodie. But only recently do I know Bodie because I was my friend uh, had her wedding at my house recently, which is a whole other story. But um, <laughs> let's get into notes. it. I'll add that to my notes. Carry on, carry on. <laughs> but someone was there wearing a beautiful suit, and I, it was like I said, "Where'd you get that suit?" And they said, "It's Bodie." And that's I said, "What's that?" And now I. So I do only recently actually know about Bodie. But what was the question? <laughs> is that is that vintage Bodie? No, basically for they're they're always trending, you know, in the fashion world for creating, you know, weird, funky, interesting shit. But this Halloween season, they made like Halloween masks and Halloween costumes that were they're sort of like John Wayne Gacy clown costumes a little bit. Oh. You know when you see photos of Halloween from like yes. the Depression or like the 1800s where people are wearing just like yeah, frightening. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like it's like a, a cultist weird. Yeah, vibe. so they kind of went with that angle, which is which seems very spooky and frightening. But you know, are you are you sort of like a, a traditional Halloween dresser where you're like monsters and ghosts and ghouls? Or are you? Are you getting a little more splashy with it? Yeah, I mean, or do you just not dress up? Because Chris is anti costume. I hate Halloween. He doesn't. He doesn't believe it. a man should wear a costume. No, don't don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Not to Orville. I mean, I mean more during Halloween. I think it's a it's a it's a time for children, and I think the adults <laughs> have co opted that as another reason to drink and use drugs. And I don't think that's necessary. Fair, but also Halloween. I feel like 
Halloween's become like a month long event now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Also, I will. I'm gonna preface. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you one thing. I love Halloween. It might be my favorite of the holidays. Comes comes as no surprise to our listeners, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, maybe besides, uh, Mm -hmm. because I'm like, I'm like, you know, when people are are like, "What are you doing for Labor Day?" I'm like, "Well, when is Labor?" Like, I don't know (laughs) when Labor Day is or whatever the fuck, you know. Labor who? Like, for me, my favorite holiday is um, my favorite holiday is (laughs) Indigenous People's Day. Actually, so it's a little different than yours. Well, that was just yesterday, and it's a very important holiday. We celebrate it. We we celebrate it. I I I call it Columbus Day in my household. (laughs) that's that's dark. We don't know her, Chris. (laughs) No, but. I love Halloween, but I will preface this entire conversation by saying the thing about Halloween that's sort of been, I guess, not ruined, but like a little bit tainted for me is like, yes, I'm like a classic. When I think of Halloween, if I was going to dress up these days, I would think like a ghost that's like a sheet with two eyes cut out kind of vibe. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Classic. Classic. Like the ghost, the witch. Meatball down the middle. Dracula, whatever, you know? Um Sure. Also, I haven't really had the chance to dress up for Halloween in anything for the past, like, you know, three or four years because <laughs> I'm always playing a show and I feel like I dress up every day anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, last year, actually, actually last year I, I did dress up. We played at Madison Square Garden last year for Halloween with Harry Styles. <laughs> Flex. <laughs> we did two nights and the first night we did kind of just like spooky Western. Yeah. And the second night I did like a Christian Cowan designer take on um, the Lone Ranger, which was very fun, actually. Oh, that's So nice. I did dress up last year. So you dressed up, but you kept it in your wheelhouse, though. Well, and then the year before that, it was COVID, but I did dress up for like a Instagram photo. And it was, um, <laughs> it was the, it was the, it was the like bounty hunter from SpongeBob. Do you know what I'm talking about? Wow. Wow. Okay. So you went, oh, that's deep. She has range. Well, I try <laughs> to keep it within my wheelhouse, you know, like it has to work with, mm-hmm. you know, my mask and stuff. It either has to be cowboy or SpongeBob related. That's sort of yeah. my two. Right. (laughs) I draw a wide circle. (laughs) No, but I love Halloween. But I will say the one crazy thing about Halloween for me, and it's like bittersweet because it's of course like super flattering and amazing and lovely and see where this is going. All of that, but like my as soon as October starts, my social media becomes inundated with people dressing up as me, which is like. Mm Like I said, I'm yeah. not the pain that you must like be going incredible. through. Incredible, I cannot imagine. And listen, it's <laughs> the struggle. But no, it's cr- but pray like, for Orville. When I tell you that it's Thoughts like and prayers, Peck. When I tell you that it's like I start missing like important <laughs> sort of interactions <laughs> or things because on October 31st, go look at my tag photos. Just do me a favor. Look at my tag photos on like Instagram and just see. It's like it'll be like 500 photos of everyone tagging me dressed as me <laughs> right. um which i love but it's it's pretty yeah it sucks yeah it's halloween is like i always joke with like my drag queen friends like halloween when you're a certain type of performer it just starts to become like work you know what i mean it's like it doesn't feel like a fun holiday it feels like i'm either playing a show yeah you know i mean i guess it's better than like you know digging ditches but. yeah you're you're happy to have the gig you're happy to have the phone ringing and the emails coming in it's kind of like like chris's dad is an accountant and like he loves tax season because the king money for him, but it's also like fuck, it's tax season, you know. Like tax Halloween is your tax season as somebody who yeah, it wears a costume year round. Yeah, but also wow, tax season. Yeah, what <laughs> my my sister in law's uncle? What does that make him? I don't know. He wanted to be a garbage man because he thought they only worked one day a week. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sounds like a Rodney Dangerfield joke. That's good. No, that's really good. It's great, right? And so, like, I'm wondering, maybe people wanted to be an accountant because they thought they only worked during tax season, right? Right, like how, like, like teachers, teachers get the summer off or whatever, like that type of thing. Well, teachers nowadays have to work like five other jobs because you know we don't pay yeah. teachers anything, which is really strange. Mm-hmm. No, but yeah, accountants. Okay, yeah he he works year he works year round. He works he works year round. But I will say, there's busy seasons. Yeah. you know. Okay. Um. But I, I like the idea of of the trash man working one day a week. 
Uh, I think that's that's kind of some that's some like third eye yeah. open shit. The, that that the job. I mean, the job sounds terrible. Smells like shit, garbage everywhere. But I mean, I get six days off. I think it's kind of worth it. You know? Yeah. It's, all you have yeah. to just all you have to do is work. You know, at seven twenty a.m. every Thursday <laughs> if you're coming by my house. You know I mean? like now, do you do you take okay. your trash out, or does the gardener do it? Because I just recently <laughs> realized we we finally got a gardener. And then I, I was like going to take the trash. important question. I was going, I was going to take the trash out and the cans weren't in their location behind the house. I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, damn, the gardener took the, that's some, that's worth every penny. I had no idea that was part of his service when he cleaned up the yard. Interesting. Yeah. No, I take my, I take my own trash out. Actually, um, I, Ew. I love cleaning and. <laughs> <laughs> like my my home mm-hmm. my home people joke my house is like a museum you know like it's it's okay. spotless and and in, like you know i love order tidiness and cleaning wow okay. now do you are you down to put on the rubber gloves and get in that that tub with some soft scrub or are we ta- are we yeah dusting, when do we do we, do we ever call in the pros for anything or you you're doing it all no i'm doing it all I don't even wear gloves. It's just, it's all, I, I go raw in there. Like, yeah. When your house, when your house, I mean, I hope you get tested, but when your house is already clean, you never really have to get that dirty. You know, you're only just doing maintenance. You never really need to do a deep clean, right? Yeah, of course. Well, actually, but I'm, I think I might be kind of, OCD a little bit because no you would you don't say <laughs> no, you, <laughs> well because I'm like, crazy bro like, right now I'm Orville this is a breakthrough I'm very <laughs> proud of you <laughs> but like I like I have you know like a for instance in my living room I have a um a, a bookshelf or whatever of things mm-hmm. and uh, but they're very specifically sort of um you know chosen and placed it's mm-hmm. it's not it's not just you know sporadic with like, some some adderall like precision where these where yes. these totems are placed on your shelving and right. i'll be like on a i'll be like on a work call and or whatever and i'm i'm I'll, I'll at the corner of my eye i'll look at the one item on the bookshelf from across the room and i'll walk <laughs> over and like adjust it you know like two millimeters and okay, then okay. and then walk back to where i was and then look at it and go back and like kind of think oh no no that was too much and then like adjust it like back one minute like Mm-hmm. I've got I've got problems, but I do like order, <laughs> and I do like um I do like I yeah I like uh, my house is very it's beautiful. You should come over. It's uh, come come okay. Yeah. I would love. And if you need your house cleaned, I I can come over as well. Um, you have some downtime. Yeah. Well, I well, how do you then you know hearing about your uh, tendencies? Let's call them. How yeah. how are you able to now when you're on the bus with all these scrubs that you pay to play instruments? <laughs> you know they're not they might not be picking up their you know. They're, they're, they're pizza boxes out. Like, are you, oh, are you kind like of a, riding them? I mean, this is an, a genuine issue on tour. Um, <laughs> that you we just, we so, just woke the bear. <laughs> no, because I'm in the back room. So, like, my room is always, like, spotless. Like, so I, I make my bed every day on tour. Like, everything, That's nice. Right? That's mm-hmm. nice. It's, like, mm-hmm. immaculate. And then I complain a lot about the shared space because, you know, my, my band members who I love, um, they all come onto the bus and like i'll wake up i'm also the first one to wake up i'm like up at 6 a.m every day basically sure. uh and i'll walk out into the main room and it's like you know someone's shoes and uh oh. you know like uh, like someone's <laughs> th- like you know what drives me fucking crazy a water bottle a water <laughs> bottle unnamed water bottle that has like two sips out of it <laughs> okay because you're because you're like look guys this is coming out of my pocket like we gotta i mean to like- be honest i'm not even thinking <laughs> monetarily i probably should i'm not even that's not even what bothers me i'm just like drink it or don't drink it or or throw it out or what like how don't open also i have a problem with like a tiny water bottle anyway because i'm like i just think it's like a crazy waste of plastic but like open a tiny water bottle Mm -hmm. take one sip and then leave it there for like a week just no one's touching it i just want to it drives me crazy one one week no i that drive that drives me crazy as well i mean that drives me crazy now but but I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on on a bus, you know what I mean? So I feel like it's a, it's a delicate dance, you know, kind of uh, living with that many people. Yes. And, and we can't really have you, you know, upset or anxious or having a little cleanliness meltdown when the, the goal of this is to put on a great show, right? So 
are, are you meditating transcendentally? What are you doing to kind of get that water bottle yeah. out of your head when you're on stage? I mean, maybe this is like, yeah, for other people, I get it. It's like, you know, we've all known each other long enough that like, that's not lying. I mean, my tour manager, I've known for like 15 years since I was a teenager before either of us mm-hmm. did this job. You know, it's like everyone on my tour bus is kind of like family. Mm-hmm. So no, I pitch a fit all the time. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> no, I let him know. I'm very clear. Oh, yeah. I'm not coming in with like a professional, courteous attitude. I'm like <laughs> sitting everyone down being like, if I see one more fucking water bottle with a sip out of it, I'm going to, you're all fired. And I'm going to like. This is bullshit. Yeah. Like, you know, but I mean, I'm sure they also have issues with things I do. I'm sure you know, we're just like a funny. We're like a funny. You guys are random as hell. Yeah, it's like a funny sitcom family or something. Yeah, can't live with them, can't live, can't tour with them, can't tour without them. Well, <laughs> speaking of your OCD cleaning habits, I would like to know sort of the timeline of events when you decided to host a wedding at your house. Uh, okay, so <laughs> should I should I put on a pot of coffee, sweetheart? <laughs> um, a friend of mine who I love very dearly. Who is uh, uh, an actress? She okay, okay. got married recently, but you know she sent an invite out for her wedding, mm-hmm. like, oh, or she kind of said like I'm getting married. And I'm like amazing, and then you know, sort of like a week before her wedding, <laughs> we were kind of chatting, and I was sort of like, "What's going on with your wedding? Like, what you know, <laughs> where like?" So we're a week out. Do we have a venue picked? What's the what's the tea? Well, that's the thing. I'm kind of like, wh- where is it? Or I think she kind of just hit me up about it or whatever. And then, so what did Nicole Kidman say? <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> no, no. So then it's like in that conversation basically what we realized is there wasn't a venue and i was like well you know i've got a i love you to death and i've have a a a house that is very um it's a it's a prime event space yes it lends itself to like a a function right you were about to father of the bride this bitch is what it sounds like well listen to this so like i'm like also now you guys know i'm like an a-type ocd Mm -hmm. crazy person with like you know organization and whatever mm-hmm. she's like we're gonna have the wedding at your house it's am-, you know it's like kind of this amazing serendipitous beautiful thing truly because also i there's nothing i love more not to get to like but there's nothing i love more than like inviting any sort of like love into my house you know it's just you love love i love love i mean it's like there's worse things to happen in your house right absolutely but it was it was really funny because i was like dogs pre- <laughs> i was prepared and down and all this stuff but then like the day of you know, the day of the wedding at like 9am, like the florist shows up and then it's like the, you know, the, the catering and whatever. And I slowly started to realize, I was like, cause everyone's asking me like, where do I put this? What do we, and I was like, Oh, I'm <laughs> they're like, they're like, can, can you, can you point us in the direction of the wedding planner? And I'm starting to realize I'm like, Oh, that's me. Like I'm the wedding planner, which actually to be quite frank, I think maybe I've found like my passion because I dream job. Yeah. Dream like, job. like Orville's event planning, because honestly, <laughs> not only did I, not only, not only did I kill it, but I, I kind of loved it. Like I was running around, like, uh-huh. you know, I mean, it was, it was great. Places. Literally. Yeah. It was perfect. So mm-hmm. I think I'm going to quit music and I'm going <laughs> to, you know, go the way of like, there's only like three careers you can do as like an aging gay man. It's like, you can become a realtor <laughs> You, you you can become a realtor. Uh, you can become a massage therapist, or yeah. you can yeah. ba- or you can be some sort of event planner. And I think I'm going to be an event. That's planner. that's actually a very good breakdown. I've encountered all three of those <laughs> those archetypes. But you have there's only there's only like two things you can do is like an aging sort of like subversive straight man, which is like become a barber or take up Brazilian uh, Brazilian. Jiu-jitsu. Okay, now like, I don't, know. don't come for the sober community. Not so, yeah, now. If you if you become sober, then it's jujitsu, and if you <laughs> still sort of have your little opioid addiction going on, yeah. then we're gonna barber and tattoo yeah. as well. And let's not forget podcasts. <laughs> that's the that's the final frontier. If that doesn't work out. There's always DJing. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no one's a DJ anymore. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> what I, I need to a- I need to ask though, how many people attended this soiree? That's a good question. Okay, so it was I was told it would be sixty, which I was so down for. Uh, it ended up <laughs> the final 
<laughs> the final count, I believe, was somewhere in like the 150 region. Oof, whoa, whoa, we doubled. So plus. we no, that's a, yeah, tripled the fucking head count. So you're like, yeah, but it was amazing. The head count that you said when you were lying to me, love that head count. <laughs> when I discovered that you were lying about that, loved it less. <laughs> no, I loved it even more. I mean, honestly, it was <laughs> one of my favorite memories, and also it was just so kind of, it was so kind of like chaotic the way it came about that it was sort of like perfect in its own way you know it, it had to happen this way for you to did you feel your your body sort of release the tension that it was holding up when you suddenly were in a situation that was out of your control and you just had to you know let it let it happen uh i didn't think of it in that way at all but that sounds right yeah okay <laughs> i don't know you know when it's like i'm the kind of person where like you know it's if it's my birthday and mm-hmm. i I'm not someone who's trying to be like, it's my birthday or whatever, but you know, I've had birthday mm-hmm. parties, obviously, but whenever I've, whenever <laughs> I've had I've hundreds had any- of people over to celebrate <laughs> me, but I, I don't care. <laughs> no, but I'm not really that person. I'm not like, you know, like five days of me. I'm kind of like, let's go to a bar or whatever. And everyone mm-hmm. comes. But even in that scenario, I'm like running around, making sure that everyone else is comfortable and, enjoying themselves mm-hmm. and then I, I i often find myself like stepping back and realizing like am i enjoying myself like do i want to be here like <laughs> you know like mm. but maybe that's still part of my kind of um you know ocd kind of the rest is still unwritten i mean the rest is still unwritten <laughs> could that be is that the tag for this podcast we got a clean take on that one thank you for that yeah that that betting <laughs> that unwritten that's, that's royalty that's royalty free just fyi <laughs> Um, I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you've uncovered your inner host hostess. And I think that this, this wedding now, the final question on that, did you get twisted or did you teetotal for the evening to make sure none of your Baccarat got cracked? Of course I got twisted. I was, I mean, that's the thing is like, I function really well under stress. Okay. I, you know, like I, I, that's my highest function is like under pressure, but no, I was, you know, they set up a bar, obviously, at the thing. And I, I mean, I was, when the, when the guests started pouring in and I was like, it was sort of dawning on me, like what was happening at my house. I, I, I got a drink from the bar and I sat hiding in my bedroom for like 20 minutes, like sort of shutting down. And then I, I kind of was like, okay, like, you know, Orville, we got this. And mm-hmm. I did a pep, I did a pep talk in the mirror and, and then, and then I, yeah, I went out and, you know, I was like, passing out hors d'oeuvres and whatever they really put you to work you're a good friend orville i will say that's very sweet of you no way in fucking hell i would do any of that stuff i don't like having four people at my house i'm like oh no way no way not even a chance i'm a big i'm a big i like to i like to host as long as i'm the star and i don't have to do any cleaning (laughs) up that's kind of where i'm at so you know, I, that, that doesn't sound like this was that situation. So I would have kindly, uh, bowed. Oh, I loved it. It was so good. How long are you home? Are you, are you settling in or are you hitting the road? Yeah. Oh my God. I'm no, I'm, I'm actually home for the first time basically since January for more than, you know, three weeks or whatever. I'm really excited about it. I have, uh, a couple one-off festivals that i'm playing um i'm going to play in monterey this weekend and then i, I i'm going to play mm. willie nelson's ranch for halloween Ooh, wow and then my final show of the year is my my rodeo show here in la i'm doing the greek theater november 2nd mm-hmm. what's up with this rodeo i mean it's it's like a it's you know it's a it's my show <clears throat> but it's we have extra special guests involved and there's a bit more production and it's usually at sort of an iconic venue it's kind of like uh, one big sort of like mini Orville Fest of okay, the year well, that it, I do every year. So it's an experience. It's it's PecCon. Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're looking for any if you're looking for any podcasters, you know, let us know because that's kind of an element now <laughs> that a lot of live performers are bringing out. It's something maybe I don't know if you've thought about that yourself, but no, I haven't thought about it. But I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds great. You should come. Are you? But you'll like live cast yeah we'll live we'll come out we'll do a quick 30 kind of before you the stage get the energy up yeah we can open it for open it up for do you it. guys do you guys ever say do you guys ever say friend of the pod uh no we say friend of the show usually friend of the show same difference though yeah but is that just to be contrarian or no 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. We're just trying to. They zig, we zag. Ooh, they different. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah, I, they they are different. Thank you. I don't know why. I don't know why we do that. Actually, that's just my natural compulsion. I yeah, think. I think friend of the show is very 1.0. I mean, 2.0. Whereas friend of the pod is sort of you know the the early days of saying that phrase. And I think other podcasts have co opted that. Isn't it kind of cute to be 1.0 sometimes? It is. Uh, yeah. With a wink and a with a wink. You know what I mean? Like. I kind of love, like, I'm a weird person, obviously. <laughs> yeah, we we know, we know. <laughs> yeah, right. And like, you know, I I'm I, I'm I'm actually, I think, potentially weirder than anyone could have ever imagined. Uh, like in, but like, <laughs> okay, in my mind, I mean. But what I do we need to alert the police, Orville? Not quite there yet. Well, maybe. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> but like, I feel like maybe. Um, like the Roger Rabbit, like Toontown police. Like I could go be in like a cartoon jail. Okay. You know? Um, but my point being is that I kind of, I kind of revel in doing things that are sort of like pedestrian or basic in a way because I think it's kind of fun. Of course. It's called normal kink. <laughs> oh, is There's that a what whole it is? 30 Rock episode about it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I've yeah. got a normal kink. Yeah. I, we also have a little bit of a normal kink because we're kind of like suburban girls living in the big city. So, we find some great comfort in, you know, going to a cheesecake factory at the mall or this is what I'm you know, saying. I like yeah. I like going to Home Depot to like oh yeah. buy some tape, you know, shit like that. This is exactly what I'm saying. Like I find it so comforting <laughs> to, you know, go to IKEA and like not really shop for anything. <laughs> But just like to be to be there, you know, go to IKEA and make fun of the losers. I'm with you, bro. <laughs> no, but it's not it. even like to kind of like sit and like you know hold up like a screwdriver set and just like stare at it and think like, <laughs> man, do I have a screwdriver? Do I need this? And then you know, and then I put it back down and I'm like, well, yeah, I've got one. No, I know that. I'm, we 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 do the same thing. It's um. I- it's. I think it's fun and healthy and cool. And I guess does that mean that you also grew up a little more less or a little less big city ish, a little more suburban? Uh, I well, I grew up in Johannesburg, South Africa, which is a very big city. But mm-hmm. I don't know where the kink comes from. Maybe because I just I don't know. But it does feel comforting. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think it's less of like the size of the city and more just like how metropolitan it is versus yeah. how like suburban or just regular it is. You know? Oh, listen, I fu- like I fucking love to just go to a Target and walk around. Mm-hmm. Same. The lighting, it feels good. Yeah, it just feels good. It's like a drug. It's literally. I mean, it just feels good. That's big. Yeah. That's big touring energy, though, because a a Target when you're in the middle of America is an oasis. You know, air conditioning, hundred percent. Dasani, all mm-hmm. kinds of clothes. You know, you can get whatever you need. There. I need socks. Yeah, you can get anything you need there. You know, we put socks on our green room rider mm-hmm. when i used to play in punk bands someone told me that they were like put socks on your rider and i still do it to this day and honestly it's like the nicest thing to to show up in the venue and there's like oh, yeah. six pairs of just that is nice whatever nike socks or whatever but it's such a nice thing you're like wow it feels like christmas every day we're not we're not quite unfortunately we put stuff on our rider and they don't get it for us because they're just like you guys aren't really important enough right um so <laughs> jason's lucky if he gets Wait, which is normal for a rider you always ask a little more than you expect to get mm-hmm. well you know what's funny about riders is like i i have an obsession with pop tarts which is kind of like a funny what's your flavor blueberry blueberry or strawberry i don't fuck with anything else. okay frosted though of course or unfrosted frosted what are you crazy I don't, hey look i don't know bro <laughs> i'm not i'm not that i'm not i'm not mental dude I'm so not... this so this is known this is no, a known oh, thing it's no, like okay. i mean literally pop pop tarts they reached out and sent me you know i've, I've got like thousands of boxes of pop tarts in my house <laughs> like luckily they never go bad right i mean they wrote a whole poem it's like you know pop tarts love me and i love that and it's great <laughs> Um, <laughs> but I, so there's pop tarts on my rider, right? Sometimes I'll show up to a venue and I, I don't know if they are doing this because they think it's what I want, or I don't know if they're doing it as a point of contention for like who they want to come off as, but sometimes we'll show up and it's like the whole foods, oh. like multi-grain oh, no. pop tart no whatever it's not a pop tart it's like whatever it is what a trigger it's a it's a breakfast a 365 breakfast snack oh <laughs> like, get this fucking bullshit out of here there is nothing i'm gonna tell you there's nothing that sends me off harder where i'm like get this out of here like i <laughs> like i want a fucking like white trash pop tart like i want 
a pop tart, like pop tart, the brand. Okay, like, so you you see the Nature's Harvest pop tart, and you instantly turn into Morrissey backstage. Yeah, you're, 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 <laughs> yeah like I start flipping, I start flipping tables. <laughs> uh, you know, fire. I want people. it gone. Uh, I, I, d- I don't think that's <laughs> no. actually that's not that crazy. I mean, it's not the same thing. Like a like it, it's like if if you ask for a Coca Cola and somebody gives you a three sixty five cola, it's not the same. It's just not. It's two different products. This is what I'm saying. The thing the thing that annoys me mostly. It's not that I'm not getting my way or or whatever. It's not that I'm like a diva. The thing that annoys me is I'm like, you thought you like did that. You thought you got me <laughs> yeah. something. Yeah. Like it's like I want the Coca Cola. I don't want the like. Mm-hmm. Like I want the trash version. I don't want you to make me feel better. I want to feel like shit. It's like you don't well, get is it. it cause, is it homophobia? I'm like, is it because I'm gay? Like you think I want? <laughs> it's homophobia, right? Yes. Yeah, that feels like a big part of it. Yeah, they they walk in, they're like, this guy wants pop tarts and socks. What kind of pervert is this? Yeah, they know you're. They know you're. A freak. I don't know what he's gonna do with him. They Anything but eat them. Gay. They have to assume. So you're gay. so Orville, going back to sort of your OCD tendencies, and then throwing a little Pop-Tart juice on this fire. I'd like to know what your Pop-Tart eating ritual is. I feel like you might be very specific with your toast times and maybe you eat around the corner in some type of fashion. Like when I eat a Kit Kat bar, I'll eat all the chocolate and then I hit the wafer next. Nasty. Um, You know, something like that. There's no, there's no toasting. First of all. Wow. That's interesting. You are a pervert. No one's toasting a pop tart. Come on. Civilized folks are. I would like a little, you don't put a little butter on it after you toast it. That's crazy. Butter. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll sous vide and then I hit it with a little creme fraiche at the end. If I have it around. I mean, obviously when we're on tour, we don't have all that. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I take like a, I take a pinch of like, you know, fair trade sumac and like, no, just raw. Like, Fair it's trade not, sumac. There's no well shush, raw, raw dog. So you, so you grab and go mm-hmm. type of thing. You don't like set a plate out with your fine silverware and you eat it in some weird freaky way or anything. You just eat it. No, no, no. You're a second grader on the bus. You're a second grader on the Listen, bus diving in. Yeah, I'm a, I am a simple man. Like truly, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm very no frills, like no, no zhuzh. It's always just very. Doesn't take much to pop this tart is what you're saying. Yeah. Like I'm so satisfied eating like cold food from the fridge. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You probably like it. I love an easygoing guy. Cause I feel like all the men in my life are divas. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure people who know me would probably say I have quirky sort of, you have diva like tendencies, specifics, yeah, but I mean, to be quite frank, actually, at least in the industry, people know quite often that I'm very easygoing. I think I'm an easygoing person. Yeah, that's a good quality to have. Mm-hmm. I'm quite self-sufficient. Uh, I don't like relying on other people for things. I like to just do things myself. I actually enjoy getting things done. Like it's my greatest fulfillment in life. This to- is your. This is your. This is because of your punk background. Well, this is the thing. Because there was a time where you didn't have a choice and you learned to do it all and you were successful at it and now that somebody would do it for you it's just like i got it i know how to do it it's easier if i, I was just it. joking about this last night it's like someone was talking to me about tour and you know they're a musician who has you know they kind of only grew up ever being on a tour bus right mm-hmm. yeah and they were sort of like oh yeah tour like oh the bus am i right and i was like Dude, the bus might as well be the Four Seasons as far as I'm concerned. Like, I fucking <laughs> love the bus. Like, I want to live on... I never want to leave the bus. Like, I love it. It's like... I've been touring since I was 17. I used to tour in a minivan with my drums on my lap for, like, 13-hour <laughs> drives. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like the bus is essentially, like... It's like Nirvana. Like, I mean, it's like heaven. Like, I can't... Like You made it. Yeah, of course. I love the bus, dude. I feel like I'm literally... I, I mean, it's like the biggest thrill of my life still because i'm trying to figure out how to kind of get this podcast going so i can kind of pj in and out so i sleep in my own bed every night and that's not oh really, yeah yeah it's not working out just yet but we're still kind of yeah we're in the early stages you want to do the reba where you like yeah reba like fly back to your hometown like every night yeah exactly mm-hmm. the reba that's that's what we're yeah. rebranding that as it's, it's the reba <laughs> the reba no yeah like, don't pull a like reba a seinfeld the, does it corn dog on the pj that's like the dream you know? <laughs> Corn dog on the PJ. Well, I I wanted to go back to the um to the rodeo show uh because it was something we were, we were talking on the last episode about uh I went to the the Rosalia concert and we were talking about how so much of shows nowadays 
sure it's about the music that the people love uh, who are buying tickets but it is also sort of like uh, an experience where the fandom gets to show off their their clothing and their fashion and I, th- I feel like the rodeo has a similar vibe where people are buying tickets because they like your music and they want to see your your show but it's also sort of like their Met Gala for these specific types of people. Yeah, 100%. I mean, listen, all my shows are sort of... The rodeo last year was at Red Rocks, which was amazing. And Whoa. Yeah, it was incredible. But, like, yeah, people fly in from, like, all over the world for it. Like, I mean, it was... it's The rodeo is definitely special. Uh, and, yeah, people dress up. And honestly, I, I always try to think of shows i come from like a big performer background obviously and like Mm -hmm. i like theatricality in music you know like i i kind of hate this idea that you have to be sort of like i don't know like uh boring to be sincere like i think Mm -hmm. i I find a lot of artists these days just genuinely pretty boring i just i find it sort of no effort and no pizzazz to any of it which is like i feel like the biggest crime like i would rather something is totally off key bad taste whatever i would prefer that than something that's just like yeah boring essentially mm-hmm. right if uh if you're a showman let's put on a show for god's sakes yeah i mean like but i i think the weird thing is is i think people have sort of attributed sincerity with that in a weird way where i think mm. sometimes people who think that what i do is insincere because there's a you know an element of like performance to it but it's it's like, well, why do those things have to be mutually exclusive? You know, like I actually think, and like someone like David Bowie to me, it's like, that's the perfect example of someone who was so theatrical and so performative, but also incredibly sincere and iconic and everything he did. Right. And like Bowie and queen, like name, name two people who shred more than Bowie and queen, you know? Yeah. And they were theatrical as a motherfucker. I like the intersection of that, you know, like sincerity and performance. I mean, listen, also, there's an innate theatricality to, to what I do because, I, you know, I wear a mask and whatever. And it's like, so I think people coming into the show, it already feels like the atmosphere is open to that. So, yeah, people always show up with, like, outfits on. And, you know, there's a kind of magic in the air to begin with, mm-hmm. I think. But. I hope we're going to be more okay. accepted. Yeah, last time we went to the Greek was for Casey Musgraves. And the people around us were... um I would say less than accepting of our attendance um, because of our age uh, <laughs> and maybe our uh, sexuality. And I was, I was feeling, I, w- I was feeling ostracized. I know it must be really hard to be cis straight men in this economy. It, it, it's honestly, I don't want to, I don't really want to keep saying, I don't really want to. Yeah. Finally, finally someone said it, right? Thank you. <laughs> a voice to the voiceless. Yeah. PETA wow, style. Guys, I promise that you'll feel way more accepted at my Thank show. You. Are you guys coming to the rodeo? Yeah, we'll come to the rodeo. What day is it? I don't see why not. Did you find tickets? <laughs> it's sold out. But I think maybe like stuff. But you can check like StubHub or one. Of those. Okay. I'll- okay. So so we're, I like that we're still plugging the show. <laughs> no, we can. We can. I know someone. I know someone. We can sort you out. Orville, we're gonna trade because we have shows in L.A. Uh, the twenty, the the nineteenth and twentieth. So if you would like to join us at the Troubadour or at the Lodge Room. You just let us know. I love the Troubadour. The Troubadour was where I did my first ever rodeo. We did two nights of the Troubadour oh. like three years ago. Well, maybe you can come out and you can do Brooks and Dunn, How Long Gone, acoustic set. Well, what is your show? What do you mean? Like you do the podcast live. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we do the show. Jason and I chat and then we bring out a guest. And at that, at the Troubadour, it's our friend Joe Mandy, who's a, a pretty popular uh, comedian and like writer. And, at, and then we do the Lodge Room the next day with John Early as well. Cool. I'll come. Yeah. Yeah, we need you. We need you in the house. Yeah, we are looking for someone to cover our theme song so since you have all this downtime it is a country yeah. song it's a brooks and dunn song okay yeah. so something for you to explore and also orville we are looking for a merch person so if you uh <laughs> if that's something 100%. that you're interested in just let me know yeah well then, and let me know if you need me to clean up the venue after because <laughs> I, I, I love to clean I, so yeah bring your bring your toothbrush or we'll hit the inside of that toilet bowl all right sweetheart <laughs> yeah, I'm not, i mean listen i'm not on tour i, I need things to do you know put me to work i was I was gonna ask what what do you like do you find it like a little bit is there is there like a shock to the system are you like having to find things to do because your life isn't kind of scheduled out uh on an hourly basis you don't you don't have your north star yeah yeah 100 percent. i'm like losing my mind i mean <clears throat> i went to italy for a month after i finished touring um 
which was lovely on vacation. Oh yeah, I think we were around there, around in in Sicily, around the same time, like end of oh, really? uh, end of yeah. August. Yeah, um, it's the first vacation I've taken in like ten years or something. Um, oh. It was really lovely. I've had nothing to do and time off, just like at my house. Yeah, I've been completely losing my mind. I mean, um, <laughs> I, 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 I was. I, <laughs> Let me be clear. I am losing I'm my mind. Losing yeah, my shit. like this is hell. No, it's it's insane. And I, I, I mean, I, I genuinely had to make a plan with you know my therapist, where he was like, okay, on Sundays you need to like <laughs> go open your G Cal, you know, my calendar, which is like what I, because someone sorts that out when I'm on tour, and I have like tons of things on it, whatever. And he's like, you need to like put in your calendar, like. Uh, go to the gym, like go for a, like go for a walk. Like I have to literally schedule my calendar. And you're like, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's it's insane. Yeah, I, I have no purpose. I mean, but uh, it's it's really bizarre. Yeah. Your boyfriend's listening to this right now. Like, mm, well, great. No purpose. Okay. <laughs> no reason to live. So, what did you so, mean? What did you mean exactly when you said no purpose? <laughs> I want guys, some clarity around guys, that. My boyfriend's not listening to this. He's got his dog. <laughs> don't flatter your, don't flatter yourself. <laughs> you don't know that. You don't know that. He's got more important things to do. He, he does know that, and I appreciate that. That's the only response I would yeah, expect. Yeah, we, if we've we've met him when we met you for the first time, and yeah. you know, just judging by looks, he looks like more a, a listener of this podcast more than you do. That's true. That's true. So you're saying he looks like a like a toxic straight man? <laughs> you're like that's hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah kind of yeah we we satisfy the toxic straight man kink that a lot of people aren't aff- they're they're afraid to ask the universe for you know what i mean there's a lot of people before they before they come out they're just a toxic straight man you no. know and that's the reality that's something we need to think about I, I mean i don't even what is your guys like what is your listenership is it it must be varied right so it's about it's around like 65 35 Male to female, one percent non-binary. Okay. Biggest age range probably like mid twenties or so. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then like thirty-five to forty, and then then the younger kids, and then the older people. Geriatric millennials. Geriatric millennials. You know, those are the people that are buying the Rivians, though. You know what I mean? Like me, I'm. I mean, I'm a geriatric millennial. I think. Yeah, we are too. Mm-hmm. I mean, Welcome technically, home. we are too. Yeah. I identify as uh, my pronouns are Gen X, but a lot of people don't really like to recognize those. Um, so I'm kind of forced to be a He's geriatric Gen millennial. X millennial rising. But I feel like what is? But Gen X is like, isn't Gen X kind of like born in the late seventies? Kind of yeah, people that were born in the seventies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm born. I'm I'm born in eighty two. So the cutoff. I'm like a few years off. But Chris, Chris identifies so much with the nineties culture and music and art and everything like that. So he sort of is cosplaying as a Gen Xer, even though he's so young. He's way too young to be that. I know. I look really young. Uh, some people can't even believe it, but you know, this is my cross to bear. He's hairless. Yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> When uh, I guess one thing you could be doing, you could. When I was in Noto in in Sicily, mm-hmm. I ate that I ate that almond granita from Cafe Sicilia every day. Wow, we were literally right in the same place. See, <laughs> see, I was I was I was staying just up the street from there in uh, in a nicer place, seven rooms or whatever it's called. It's like literally across the street from Cafe. Oh Sicilia. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we went there every day. It was, it, it was like a hundred degrees there. I'm assuming, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna say it right now. I'm sorry to any Italians that are listening. I don't care for granita. Whoops. Whoa! Not even the almond flavor. <laughs> I mean, if I'm doing it, it's lemon. I'm not doing. Whoops. Do not whoops, whoops the granita. But like, you know what I don't get about it? You know what <laughs> I don't it. get about it? The brioche. Yeah, that's the weird part. I agree. I don't do the brioche. So for for anyone listening that doesn't know what we're talking about, granita is like a slushy it's like a slushy and like typically sort of like lemon or you know those peach is a big flavor i know mm-hmm. uh but people there eat it with a big a big brioche bun that's already kind of like sweet uh-huh. right it's like sweet on sweet on sweet i don't really i don't get it yeah it's a little weird to have like you know what would make this like Hawaiian shaved ice even better a fucking hamburger bun no one's ever said that no but I so you're more of a gelato girl is that what you're saying that's what I'm that's what I'm saying it's like pistachio I'm kind of like a sorbet I'm a sorbet okay. gal okay. Okay. You know? wow. I like a nice 
I like a nice lemon sorbet. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll so you're you've got a pellet. Your your palate yearns to be cleansed, is what it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, I don't smoke anymore. I used to smoke for a really long time, but I I have like a smoker's palate. Like when I get a pizza, it's like mm-hmm. olives, anchovies, <laughs> right? Chili. Like it's like it's like so salty. Like other people can't understand it, but it's like I love. That's like my flavor profile. Like capers, big flavor. Oh yeah, I know what you mean. I, yeah, so like I'm kind of like a like a I like sour, I like You're a, you're a your mouth is a maximalist. Yes, yes, yes. And my and my but my heart is a minimalist. Mm. Oh. God, okay. the dichotomy of this guy. It's unbelievable. Did we did we just did we just name my uh my biography somehow? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that is I need to um I need to try. I need to try one of these. All Jason, can you learn to make this? I've never had it. I know. I know how to make it. Yeah, you just put some whatever flavors you want together with the water and and stuff, and you put it in like a, a baking sheet, like a very thin baking sheet mm-hmm. in the freezer, and then every like twenty minutes or so, you scrape it with a fork and you slowly begin to build up this shavy ice. I haven't done it yet, and as uh, as fall and winter is upon us, I don't know if I'm going to get to it in 2022. Um, were, did you happen to go to Madonna's birthday while you were there, Orville? Or did we not get the invite? I didn't get the invite, but you know what? I heard <laughs> it was like it was like the buzz of the town. You know, like we would be like we would be in like a taxi and kind of just chatting with the guy or whatever, and like mm-hmm. he would be like, you know, you know, Madonna had her birthday last night. You know, like everyone sort of was like buzzing about it. Do yeah. it in the Italian voice, Italian voice or Sicilian. Everybody was a uh, Oh, yeah, what he's Are you going to Madonna? No. No, it's funny cuz I did get the invite. <laughs> I did get the invite to Madonna's birthday and then I then the invite was taken away later on in the day. Wow, are you bragging on the pod? He's always bragging on the pod. I didn't know. Wait, are you bragging on the pod? When am I not? No, well, it's <laughs> not really a brag because I was invited by a friend of mine named Jesse uh, who was DJing the party. He's like, yo, you're in... I think I just walked past you in, in, like, in Noto. Are you in town? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, I'm here to DJ Madonna's wedding. LOL, bring your USB stick. We should play and it'll be fun. <laughs> And I'm like, so I think I'm going to Madonna's birthday tonight. Like, I have to. What am I going to wear? Blah blah blah. Do I have time to drive to the Prada outlet? And you know, and then, <laughs> and then, you know, five hours later, he was like, "Yeah, so uh, not really gonna be able to get you in," kind of thing. And Ooh, that's maybe for the better. That's hard. I bet it was a lesser guest list than we think. That's what I was gonna say. Like, no, no shade to Madonna because you know, of course, she's amazing and Madonna, but like. You know, I don't think it was like, I don't think. Yeah, no, I know. I know. You don't even have to say it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think it was like quite, I don't think it was like the Met Gala or anything. I think it's okay. No, it's too remote. It's too remote. Like you it's can't, very if, remote. If you have a- it's just very close friends. Just yeah. very close. You know how she can be. And maybe some like, maybe some like local townspeople just to like fill it out. Cause I feel like, like, <laughs> yeah. how many people were even there? But actually, straight. But how strange that both you and I were actually there <laughs> in town. I know. Everyone loves Italy, huh? No, not me. Wow, not you. I mean, it, Italy's fine, but Italy's just like any other place. Like, I don't really get the magic personally. Oh, oh. <laughs> wow, oh. wow! Italians are gonna co- Italians are gonna come for you, bro. No, th- no, they're not. You, you're. They're gonna come for you after your Granita comment. <laughs> uh, also, have you heard of the mafia? Like, I don't know if you want to fuck with that. We're not worried about the mafia. We're worried about the Italian Board of Tourism because we we're trying to get flown out. They're all expenses paid next summer. Well, I love that. I'm not worried about the mafia, I but I just don't. You know, I just find it. It's fine. I just don't get the the. I like Milan a lot. It's like a real city to be in. I really like it. Oh, girl, don't do all that. Milan. <laughs> That's true. It's true. It's oh, true. God. I don't need to go. I don't need to watch like people eat pizza on a rocky beach. I'm just all set. <laughs> I'm all set. That's just me. That is a, that is a big part of Italy is eating pizza on a rocky beach. For sure. That's what I'm saying. Catch, catch me, catch me somewhere else. I'll be at the Four Seasons in Hawaii or some shit. I'm all good. Like I'm all good. Orville, as a as a recovering last question, as a recovering cig smoker, when you're in Italy, is it is it tough to resist? Do you mm. do you do a couple cheeky puffs while you're over there? We don't have to tell anyone. Uh, no cheeky puffs. Um, <laughs> as you know, I'm a maximalist in my in my 
my mouth. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, That's the album title. Mouth Maximalist. That's good. I'm kind of like, I don't think I'm capable of just like a cheeky puff. I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm, right. I'm either not smoking or I'm smoking like two packs a day kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, so no cheeky puffs. I'm very proud of myself, though. It's been uh, good for you. Yeah. And I went all of Italy. No, no, no cigs, which is really uh, impressive for me. Just the chewing tobacco only. That's really but nice. But you know what's crazy? I'm going to tell you a little secret that I haven't told anybody really. Um, I got hypnotized. Oh, nice. Yeah. I did the, I did the, the nicotine hypnosis thing. A lot, of, a lot of people say it works. Well, listen, I don't know if it's placebo or whatever the fuck it is, but I don't know. It was enough for me that I... I sometimes still get cravings like I'll, you know, I'll be at like a bar and I'm maybe had a few drinks and someone's outside smoking with me. And then mm-hmm. I'm looking at the cigarette thinking like, oh, that does look nice. But then two seconds go by and I forget about it. Like, I just don't Wonderful. I don't want to do that's it. when you grab the, the, the mini pop tart in your back pocket just to hold you over. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, Orville. Well, thank you for doing the show. Yeah. It was great talking to you. Uh, we, we hope you had a lot of fun. Wait, were you recording all that? That's that's right. That's how podcasting works. Do uh, not. Just kidding. No, that's great. Thank you. <laughs> thank um, you, Orville. Thanks for having me. Uh, I hope to see you guys at another like very niche gay function, like I saw you at. No problem. Uh, no ago. problem. Shout out to Tom of Finland. And um, yep. the the rodeo is in L.A. at the Greek Theater on what day? November second. November second. All right. 2nd. November second uh, at the Greek Theater, uh, the rodeo, and the albums in stores and. Uh, a quick shout out to our mutual friend Austin Peters as well. Oh, I we just saw him last night. I know we go way back. We love you, Austin. Uh, he's a great, a true legend, a true legend. Um, I love Austin. We will talk to you soon, Orville. Thanks so much, bro. All right, I'll talk to you later. Ciao, Orville. Grazie. Ciao, grazie mille.